0: I'm J.G. Michael, and this is Parallax Views. Hello, this is Mike Swanson, in a few moments, you're going to listen to another segment of Parallax Views. But before you do that, let me tell you about my new book, Why the Vietnam War. It's a sequel to my previous book called The War State, which has lots of positive reviews and Amazon's been out for years. But this one is a more detailed case study of how the American empire and national security state operate using Vietnam. And I believe it shows also how things work today, how policy is actually made and why. So grab the book on Amazon.com, Why the Vietnam War this episode of Parallax views is brought to you by the $10 tier and above supporters of parallax views on patreon.com/ parallax views and those supporters get a producer's credit shout out on each and every edition of the show. So producers credit shout outs to mark. Arlen, Spartacus, Gunner, Ed, Grass, James, Mickey, Brian, The Warner, The 42 Group, Nick, emilia Chase, Chris, Orc, Black Tuna, Nathan, David, Holland, Martin, Stu, Jeffrey, Thomas, Elliot, Colin, Michael, Matthew Ho, Brace, Galen, Justin, Nick W., and The Mere Project. M E E R. Thank you again to all of those $10 tier and above supporters on my Patreon page. You can join them at patreon.com slash parallaxviews. It's those producers credit supporters that can really help this show keep going, and their support is very much appreciated. Parallax Views listeners, on this short but sweet edition of Parallax Views, we're going to be delving into the world of female mixed martial arts. It's a phenomena that has been growing in popularity ever since fighters like Ronda Rousey and Chris Cyborg have captured the imagination of both combat sports fans and the general public. Female MMA has become so popular, in fact, that Hollywood even produced a major motion picture about it, bruised with Halle Berry. In the United States, Invicta FC has been the premier promotion leading the charge for female MMA. For over 10 years, Invicta FC has been showcasing the top female athletes in the world of mixed martial arts. Their next big card Invicta 48 will take place on July 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern and will be available for viewing on Axis TV as well as Invicta FC's Facebook and YouTube pages. Joining me to discuss this as well as the rise of female MMA is Invicta FC's president and CEO, Shannon Knapp who is a rather interesting woman. Someone who doesn't just view themselves as a promoter, but as an advocate for the female athletes of her promotion and the world of combat sports in general. So with all that in mind, let's get right to it with Shannon Knapp, CEO and president of the all-female MMA promotion Invicta FC. Welcome to Parallax Views, a guest that I'm very happy to have on the show. Shannon Knapp, the CEO and president of Invicta FC, the all-women's MMA promotion. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. So, uh, Shannon, with Invicta 48, which is coming up uh, very soon here, this has been going on for 10 years. This is a promotion that has been putting the spotlight on female Uh, mixed martial arts athletes uh, for 10 years. Maybe you could talk about uh, how Invicta FC uh, came to be.
1: Yeah, 10 years ago, I, I founded Invicta. I started the promotion. The reason I started Invicta was that there was not opportunities for women in the sport at that time. And they just needed a place to call home, so to speak. They needed a place to be able to compete regularly and just continue to hone their skill set. And there was nobody doing that. So um, for me, I'd worked on the male side of the sport for about 20 years. And, you know, I felt like I was the perfect person to do it because I had not always been um, real supportive of the women competing. And the reason being wasn't that they weren't skilled. It's just that, you know, when the promotions I worked for and things like that would come to me, it was never about the best talent that's out there. It was more about finding the prettiest girls or the cutest or that kind of thing. So, you know, I just, you know, it was hard for me to let a space, you know, a spot go for, from my male athletes for a female, but that quickly changed. And, you know, I'm really happy that, you know, we've been able to be incredibly successful for really building sport out for women.
0: Out of curiosity, what were the obstacles when Invicta FC first started? I mean, I, I'm assuming there were uh, naysayers. There was also uh, just where do you feel like uh, you got the idea to say, "Hey, this is the time to have a female MMA promotion."
1: I was a matchmaker at Strikeforce. The UFC at that time didn't have female athletes, so but force did. So I had athletes asking me, "What do we do now?" kind of thing. And after I kind of analyzed that side of the sport and looked at it, you know, I, I quickly identified that. They just needed someone to come in and organize it. It was very unorganized. You know, women were taking fights that were out of their weight classes or they were overmatched and things like that. So the product that I had previously seen that wasn't something I liked was because all these other factors played into it. There was depth. There was just lack of organization. So that's what kind of scared me in to just get in there, roll my sleeves up and get busy and, you know, organize it and build divisions and then the rest would come.
0: How has Invicta evolved over the years? Because this has been a 10 years and running promotion and how have you sort of uh, dealt with the obstacles? I mean, uh, we just came off of uh, COVID and whatnot. So how has Invicta sort of survived and thrived?
1: Being able to pivot, (laughs) to be honest with you, being able to just you know, take those obstacles and maneuver them to work for us. We were pretty blessed during the COVID that we just kind of downsized, went into a private facility and continued to run shows. Um, I think that's always what it's about. And I think that's, a you know, a female characteristic or trait, you know, that we do seem to be able to micromanage well, you know, and pivot when we need to. And there's always going to be obstacles in life. We know that. And I, I think it's just being able to, adapt being, you know, and make those changes when you need them is really what separates us.
0: So in regards to the upcoming uh, Invicta 48, uh, maybe we could talk about how uh, this card came together, how it was booked and just how I, I've always been really interested in how you uh, sort of find the talent uh, yeah. for Invicta FC, because I, I'm assuming, you know, um, there's obstacles just finding talent uh, that, that can really put on a great performance.
1: You know, there are obstacles. I think one of the biggest obstacles, there is not as much talent on the female side as there is on the male side. You know, I always kind of joke and say, you know, little, little girls don't grow up when be punched in the face, you know, so that kind of, you know, makes that, uh, you know, the women competing, you know, that's a smaller group than what we see on the male side, but, you know, we, uh, we scout, I match make as well. And we scout, we look for that talent all over the world. And on July 20th, that's what you're going to see is you're going to see the best of the talent that's out there worldwide that we've uh, matched up, you know, to put on a great successful card.
0: And on that card, you have uh, a match that I think fans have been really interested in seeing for people that follow um, MMA. And that's uh, Tanisha Tenet versus Olga Rubin. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, the significance of that belt.
1: Well, it's a title fight. So anytime there's a belt online, it's very important to both athletes. And I think that's one of the things, you know, that to convey to the fans is that belt is so significant. It's, you know, um, it's like one of those accolades of what they've accomplished, what they've done. And Tanisha has that belt. So she's going to want to hang on to it. And Ruben, she's coming after it. So, and I think that they're both very incredibly talented athletes, I think stylistically they match up really well. And I think it's going to be fireworks. I think the fans are going to really enjoy that battle.
0: And one thing that I'm really interested in speaking with you about is uh, the open scoring system. Uh, Because I know there's always debate over open scoring. Uh, What sort of led to the implementation of open scoring in Invicta FC? You
1: know, you are right. That is always the debate. I get a lot of questions or a lot of people reaching out. You know, we've been doing open scoring for up two years now. Um, It will be our first time doing it in the state of Colorado. So we'll be the first organization that's come in and done open scoring there. But, you know, the whole reason for open scoring for me was 100 percent about my athletes, you know, giving them the tools that they need to help them be successful and just knowing where you're at. I mean, every sport out there, you, you have real time scoring you know, we don't, or you know, we didn't at that time. And, you know, there's a lot of conflicts when it comes to the judging, the the scoring, the decisions. And I thought the best way to put the control back in the athletes was doing open scoring because it gives my athletes more tools in their arsenal to be successful. And that's really what it comes down to for me.
0: Do you uh, speak to that a little bit more? The, the way in which the open scoring system sort of puts the Uh, power uh, back into the hands of the athletes in a way it it helps them sort of uh, control their destiny.
1: Yeah, it really does put the control back in the athletes. I mean, if you know where you're at, you know how to make the adjustments that you need to make to be successful. And I think that's really an important factor. You know, there's many times, you know, and I set cage side and I hear like the corner telling the athlete, Oh, you got this, you're two rounds up. You're something like this only to at the end of the fight, it's the other athlete getting their hand raised. So I think that knowledge is king, knowledge is power. And I think giving the athletes that knowledge is incredibly important or their coach, even if the athlete, and this was an important factor to me too, is I wanted to make sure that the way we did it, the athlete had a choice. Didn't want to take away their choice, whether they wanted to know where they're at or they didn't. So what happens during you know the event, the fight is that it's the corner that's shown the score. So the athlete, you know, they discuss it with their corner if they want to know or not where they're at. We haven't seen any of that stuff, you know, that you look at and you see online in the debates. We don't see one athlete coasting, you know, why the other, I mean, they fight. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's because they're Victor athletes and they've always been this way or if it's, you know, it's in their nature, but they certainly don't have any issues.
0: So in regards to uh, Invicta 48 uh, and just going forward with Invicta, uh, I know, I think it was last year, uh, the sort of, um, I think the UFC Fight Pass relationship with Invicta ended. How, have, how has that sort of changed things? I think in some ways, Invicta is becoming uh, maybe more accessible now as you move on to uh, showing bouts on Access TV and YouTube. As opposed to Fight Pass.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, I still have a good relationship. I feel like our time there, we needed to expand and grow. And one of the best ways to do that is to get your content out there so that everybody can see it. Um, Whether you have a subscription or not. And that's one of the things I'm really excited about and proud of is that you can watch us on access TV. You can watch us on our Invictus YouTube or Invictus Facebook. It's very accessible. That's the big deal right there is and I think that's really important when you want the fans to have the opportunity to view it options and good ones. They don't cost you anything.
0: So, the, the other thing I was curious to talk to you about was uh, I, I know in other interviews you've talked about how, as much as you're a promoter, you also feel like you are advocating um, for these female athletes in a way. And I, I really wanted to talk about. Uh, that aspect of what you do because i mean you are setting the bar for things like pay uh of these female athletes and and i think you're trying to make uh the mma world a bit fairer uh for the female athletes if you could speak about that a little bit
1: i love it because you did your homework (laughs) you know yeah no it's a huge huge uh reason i'm even in this space you know i've always been um a big advocate for the athlete and for the sport itself you know, and it is very true that if Invicta did not exist, we drive the market value up. You know, um, we put you know an importance on the females competing, and it's just it, we've got a lot of work to do still. But you know, it's that's what it's always been about for me, to be honest with you, is to to make the pay better. You know, to create you know more stable you know promotions and things like that, so that they can compete and be active and you know, have uh, financial security in some way.
0: Another um, aspect of it, Victor, that I want to talk about, and just I think this is something with MMA in general, uh, and it's not a view that's held as much now, but I still see it here and there where I think there are people that look at MMA in that way that, you know, uh, you know, Senator John McCain looked at where he was very down on it, the whole, oh, it's just cockfighting uh, type thing. And I think that view has sort of uh, lessened over the years, but I still meet people that uh, talk about MMA and, and don't see it as a sport. And I'm curious, how do you sort of respond to those people? Because I think it's a sport and I think these are actually some of the most incredible athletes in the world. Uh, but, you know, what, what do you say to the sort of naysayers that haven't, you know, caught up with the rest of us yet?
1: I have a perfect thing for you to tell them. You know, um, I've been faced with this many, many times. Um, one of the things that I always say to them is like, do you ever watch the Olympics? Do you know what genres of sports are in the Olympics? They'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, judo, boxing, wrestling, all of these different genres of combat sports. We just take them all, we put them all together, and we build it's a hybrid of an athlete. And that's what you're watching. It's literally every discipline that's in the Olympics. We just put them all together. That's, you know, that seems to like kind of, like if the light goes on or some kind of a bell rings, you know, and they're like, Oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just that each one of these different genres comes together and it builds this, this athlete. And that's what makes them. And that is why I call them athletes. You know, I, I don't ever use the word, the term like fighters. I don't call them fighters I call them athletes because they deserve that respect. It's a hard sport.
0: So in what ways has Invicta FC, from your perspective, and I know it, you know, maybe bias asking you, but uh, how has Invicta maybe helped the MMA world in general evolve?
1: I hope just by showing that there's a difference. I mean, there's a difference in the way a promoter can stand for their athletes, you know, I mean that we're united as a, you know, a group instead of the promotion and the separation and then the athletes. I hope that, you know, we're sending a message out there that, you know, the promotion can get behind their athletes and really push the athletes forward, making it about them. Instead of so much as making it about the brand.
0: So the last two things I wanted to ask you about, I know you had mentioned earlier uh, that there sort of um, naysayers uh, when Invictus started, you know, the type of people that were like, oh, the, the women have to look a certain way, they have to be pretty. Or So uh, how do you sort of overcome those obstacles? Because I, 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 th- I think there's probably still people that have, you know, I think I would say backwards attitudes about um, female MMA or they view it as lesser when really, I think, like I said, these are... Some of the best athletes I've seen. I started watching Invicta maybe uh, two or three years ago, and I was you know spellbound by it because they really are just uh, top caliber. So how do you sort of take on uh, the naysayers that you know uh, just don't see the the value in female MMA? Because I, I think more people are getting into it, and I think uh, you know Invicta has really led the charge in the growth of female MMA.
1: Thank you. It's about great fights. Number one, you know, I'm not going to stack my cards with pretty girls or girls that act a certain way or do a certain thing. What I am going to do is I'm going to put the best matchups that I can find from all over the world. And I think that that speaks volumes, you know, as we just stay in the mindset that it's about great matchups. And I always say, give me a few minutes of your time. Tune in. It doesn't cost you anything. Tune in, check us out. And I think that you will be surprised. If you don't follow or you don't watch women compete in the space, definitely you should tune in and check out on Invicta. The athletes are very connected to what they do. They're very passionate. You know, you see great fights. And the majority of those athletes that they're watching in the UFC come from Invicta.
0: Last thing, uh, maybe we could talk just briefly about some of the uh, other fights on the card. I'm actually really excited to see the Glory kickboxer. Um mm. ISIS for beak, yes. ISIS for beak and uh, Melissa Odessa Parker uh, face off, and I believe this is Melissa's uh, first bout in Evicta. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that and some of the other matches.
1: Yeah, that's a great fight. You know, that's one that you know um, I'm really excited about that matchup just because of the skill set of both athletes and their stand up. Uh, I think that's going to be fireworks. I think it's going to be a really really good fight. But you know, the truth is, is that I always think they're going to be good fights. That's why they end up in the cards, you know, um, they're all very talented. As I look down at this card, if I start to talk about one being a great fight, I'm going to talk about all of them because, you know, they're definitely this card is stacked. I mean, the matchups are really good matchups. The, the athletes you know, are tested, proven um, that Melissa Parker and Isis Verbeek really is a standout fight on this bout, on this fight card. Just because, you know, they have this phenomenal skill set in the standup and they come together and, you know, when they face off, it's going to be it's going to be pretty incredible. But I like a lot of these fights like Leanna Pearson, Christina Williams, Amber LeBrock, Morgan Fryer. That's 145 pound bout, you know. Um, yeah, they're all good. You know, I'm excited to look at uh, Talita Bernardo and Yana Godella, you know. They're, yeah, see. There's just all great fights. That's why they're on here. It's because I want to see them. (laughs) I know, that sounds crazy.
0: So what's the, what's the future for Invicta FC? Where, where would you like to see things headed? And uh, what do you think the importance is of, you know, Invicta being successful is to the rest of the MMA world?
1: I think it's hugely important for Invicta to thrive and survive because I think that we, we, you know, I always say we keep everybody honest out there (laughs) when it comes to working with the female athletes, you know, we drive up the value, which I think is important. You know, I look at cards and some of the other promotions that, you know, and, and this isn't UFC or Bellator, but some of the other promotions, they're paying the men $500 to show, $500 to win. You know, we're driving that price value up for the women. Nobody's getting paid like that. They're getting, they have a much higher elevated pay than that. Um, so I do think it's really important that Invicta does exist. I think we make sure that we hold a standard and we keep everybody kind of in line is kind of the way I look at it. It's kind of a strange way to look at it, but it is definitely, it's definitely
0: true. <laughs> Just um, out of curiosity, I almost forgot to ask, what do you think was the, the biggest game changer moment for female MMA? Because I feel like uh, you know, once Ronda Rousey got really popular, you know, I think people started paying attention to MMA, uh, the, the female end of it, a lot more. What for you though was uh, the game changer moment uh, for the female side of MMA?
1: You know, I think that once Ronda came onto the scene, you know, and I used to always call her my tag team partner, you know, because we're working for the same thing, you know, in the elevation. The UFC really put that marketing power behind her, you know, and they are a machine, you know. And they really elevated that stock quickly, which kind of fell over on us, you know, as well. So I think that, you know, Ronda was a big part. I think Invicta hand in hand, I think, cause we started kind of at the same time. You know, we had our first show, I think before she competed in the UFC and stuff, but um, yeah, I just think those were the pivotal moments, you know, is that it just was like that perfect storm. You know, here we are, we start generating and then here she comes and then the UFC pumps this marketing behind her. And then we just kind of hand in hand in our relationship. Of course, my relationship with the UFC didn't hurt as well.
0: I know you also said earlier that, uh, you know, you you make that joke about uh, girls don't want to get punched in the face so that, you know, there there's just less talent because maybe uh, girls aren't socialized to want to get into like uh, the world of fighting. But Do you think that's changing a little bit? I mean, do uh, do you think that Invicta is inspiring a lot of maybe younger women that, you know, are like, hey, maybe I could do this?
1: I do. And I think as we continue, you know, I have a dream, of course, with Invicta, and that is to, you know, build a sports franchise that houses all the genres, you know? And I think as we continue to build and continue to highlight and show these avenues, I think that there will be a change in that. I think that you will see more of a crossover. So God willing, it all goes well and we'll be able to make that difference.
0: So I want to thank you, uh, Shannon Knapp, for coming on Parallax Views Wednesday, July 20th from 9 p.m. Eastern to 12 a.m. Eastern, Invicta 48, and that'll be on Axis TV, Fight Network, Invicta FC's Facebook page and YouTube. Uh, Everyone should definitely check it out. I uh, only recently started watching Invicta a few years ago, but I've been wildly impressed with it. So thank you again, Shannon Knapp.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank you for supporting us.
0: I just wanted to say thank you for being an advocate for these athletes, because I I think female MMA uh, needs its due, and I really enjoy it. And I'm glad that you're really working to give these athletes the spotlight.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, I like a good fight. And this is definitely one I consider that's very personal for me. So yeah, thank you. I appreciate your support. You know, it takes all of us to make that difference. So without people like you taking the time, you know, we wouldn't get to where we're going. So thank you, much appreciated.
0: Well, that does it for this edition of Parallax News. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Shannon Knapp, CEO and president of Invicta FC. Please be sure to check out Invicta FC on either AXIS TV or invicta fc's facebook or youtube pages on july 20th for invicta fc 48 at 9 p.m eastern as always if you appreciate the work here i do at parallax views please 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 consider supporting me on patreon at patreon.com slash parallax views one more time that's patreon.com slash parallax views and with that being said Until next time, you've been listening to Parallax Views with Jerry View To Parallax Views with The way out is not simply to say "don't do it," just to prohibit. If it. nothing else. If we don't do it, others will be doing it like great. Right? So, you know, we have to confront the problem.